Good morning. My name is Michael Crocker, and I am one of the pastors here at the church, although you might not know it if you haven't been here for a while, because uh, every year or so, people forget, and they ask me back into the sanctuary to preach. Um, Otherwise, they tuck me down the hall in the CLC where I can wear my jeans and boots and shirt untucked and let me loose. Um, And so then, every now and then they let me in, then they remember, um, and it will be another year until you see me again. So... Good to see you now, though. We are uh, just at the beginning of a new series that, uh, that the sanctuary is doing for the entire summer, and it is on the book of Proverbs, uh, a book of wisdom, basically. And last week, David talked about uh, that the beginning of wisdom comes from the fear of God. The beginning of wisdom comes from the fear of God, and not just like, ah, but a respect. Thank you. <laughs> but a respect and a love of God. And so the the next question you must ask yourself is, okay, now what do I do? So so today is about knowing what to do. Knowing what to do. There's a movie called Crimson Tide, and it was out uh, many years ago. Uh, Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington are the two main stars in this movie, and it's about a nuclear, or uh, for my George Bush friends, nuclear uh, submarine. Yeah, 830 didn't get that. submarine that is uh, in the water and they get a, they get a, an order to fire their missiles and there's a little confusion because another order comes in and it pits the captain gene hackman against the first officer denzel washington and a mutiny starts and denzel at one point in the movie goes to the weapons officer the guy who is in charge and has to un- unleash the missiles and he goes to him he says whose side are you on Who are you with? Who are you going to follow? Or, more appropriately, who do you trust? Who do you trust? That's a big question. It's a big moment in the movie. And really, it's a big moment in all of our lives when that question we ask to ourselves, who is it that we trust? Who is it that we put our trust and our faith in? Who is it that every day of our lives we say, I trust you. No matter what happens, I trust you. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, it says this, verse 1. There's some Bibles in front of you in uh, in your pews if you want to grab it and read along with me. Proverbs, chapter 3 is where I am. This will be a little different translation than you might have in front of you. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart, for they will give you a long and satisfying life. Never let loyalty and kindness get away from you. Wear them like a necklace. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will gain a good reputation. Verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Don't ever be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn your back on evil. Then you will gain renewed health and vitality. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything your land produces. Then He will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with the finest wine. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, over the past few weeks, I know you've been doing the Shema before David reads the Scripture, before uh, before you all sit down. And I did a little differently today, but... The Shema, uh, for those of you that haven't been here, is something that kind of censors us 
on God and helps us remember what is about to occur, that God's word is about to happen. And, and what is it that we say? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. Today's scripture out of Mark, it says, in all your mind and all your strength. It doesn't say love the Lord your God with some of your heart and some of your soul, just a little bit of your mind and whatever of your strength you can offer him. That's not what it is. And the psalmist right here doesn't say trust the Lord with some of your heart. I know you have a lot of things going on in your life and in your day. And I know that you trust a lot of people and you trust a lot of things. So whatever room is left, go ahead and trust God with that. That's not what he says. He says, trust the Lord with all of your heart. And if you look at some of those other commands, what he says is, never do this. Don't ever do this, but always do this. Always do this. See, when God asks you to do something, He wants you to do it. God, doesn't, God didn't tell the Israel people when they're leaving Egypt, okay, go to Egypt, get out of Egypt, kind of. You know, walk through the Red, you know, I'm going to part the Red Sea for you, go halfway through and see what happens. I'm going to do this for you, but only do this much. Only go halfway for me. Michael, I've called you to be a preacher, but you know what? Only preach half of a sermon every week. When he asks you to do something, he asks you to do it. Trust the Lord your God with all of your heart. Trust is a big thing. It's a big thing. It's a, it's a very important thing in relationships. It's a very important thing in families. Ruth Ann asked me as we were preparing for this Sunday how long I was intending on preaching. And I told her, I said, well, Ruth Ann, in New Heights what I do is whenever the worship team stops, I get up. And there's a big, huge clock at the back of the CLC. And I know at the 930 service, I have to be done at 1030. So I preach until 1030 hits. And at the 11 o'clock service, I preach until the 12 o'clock thing hits. And then I'll get off the stage. She said, there's not a clock in the sanctuary. I don't wear a watch. So we're all just going to have to trust that I will finish in a timely manner. Trust is something that comes up in our daily lives. Something that comes all the time. Every day there is an aspect or an element of trust in your life. The question is, who do you trust? What do you trust? My son turned uh, a year old yesterday. His, uh, his name's Corbin, and he's about uh, this tall, I guess, and weighs about 50 or 60 pounds. A um, little bit of exaggeration. He does weigh, uh, I think he's hitting in the 30s now probably. He's a big fella. Okay, he uh, takes after me. Um, and when he was beginning to walk, he's running all over the place right now. And when he was beginning to walk, I was watching him in our bedroom one day. And he, was, he had his hand on the back of the bed. And he, was, he could stand up and he could do the little cruising thing. He could, if, he, if he was holding on to something, he was good to go. But taking that hand away was a big step for him. He had to trust that he was going to be able to do it. See, it was a big leap. If I let go of this, if I let go of this, am I going to be okay? And I just sat there and I watched him. Didn't give him any help. It's Father's Day, you know. <laughs> Didn't give him any help, any assistance. I just sat there and watched him. And I let him fall, and he'd get back up. But he had to trust in the fact that if he let go, 
he would be okay. You know, I've learned a lot of lessons from my children. We have two. We have a little girl, Grace, and a little boy, Corbin. I've learned a lot of lessons about God from them. But the main one I've learned is about trusting. About trusting. About all full force open my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength, and just laying my trust at the foot of the cross. There was a little girl at the uh, children's sermon uh, this morning who ran up here. I don't know if y'all noticed her. She's a cute little girl. Um, She ran up here, was the first one up. Audrey wasn't even out of the choir loft, I think. She was still sitting there. And she sat down right here, and I asked her her name, but I couldn't hear it because of the organ. But um, that's the kind of trust I want to have about God. Is when I'm put into a situation and when something comes in my life, I want to run down the center aisle and be the first one at the altar and get on my knees and say, God, I trust you. I'm here. I trust you. Over the past two and a half years, Grace, our daughter, has had many medical issues go on. We've been in hospital after hospital, had many surgeries. We've seen more specialists than I can count on my hands and my feet. We have been, spent more time, logged more hours in waiting rooms than I care to ever. I've read more bad magazines, essentially, than I care to ever read again. And the thing that we have to do over and over and over again, because doctors don't know what's wrong with our daughter. There is no diagnosis for her. They don't really know what's going to happen. Will she do this? Will she do that? We don't know. The, t- the thing that Jenna and I have had to do time and time again is bring her up to the altar. Say, God, we trust you. We trust you. I don't know if she'll ever walk, but I trust you. I don't know if she'll ever talk, but I trust you. I don't know if she'll ever eat by her mouth again, but I trust you, God. I don't know if the seizures will come back, but I trust you. I don't know if she'll live to see a long life, but I trust you. I trust you. It's kind of a hard thing to do, but it's a freeing thing. When you trust God with everything. God, I trust you with all of my heart. That whatever happens, I know that you're in charge. I know that you're a loving God. So how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you trust with everything you are? How do you run down the aisle and jump down on your knees and just say, God, I trust you? You've got to know God. You have to know who God is. Last week, David said that there are 31 books, 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. There are 31 days in July and 31 days in August. There aren't 31 days in June, but you can catch up. What he asked all of us to do was to read a chapter of Proverbs every day this summer. You're going to have to do some catching up. How many of you are on? We raise our hands a lot in New Heights. Um, I know y'all, David probably doesn't make y'all do this. How many of you have read up to chapter 15? Today's the 15th. How many of you have caught up? You didn't know I'd be asking to raise hands, or you would have read, huh? In order to trust God with all of your heart, you have to know God. In order to know God, you have to spend time in His Word. My challenge to all of us today, for those of us that are on chapter 15, and I'll be honest with you, I read four chapters this morning. (laughs) I caught up so I could say this. (laughs) For those of us that are on chapter 15, continue. Continue to read. 
Continue to spend time in the Word. For those of you that aren't there yet, catch up. Catch up. Get there. In the morning, wake up at five minutes early and read. At lunch, take a little bit of time to read God's Word. Get to know God. And then maybe by the end of the summer, all of us, when I say, do you trust God, we'll go, duh. I'm that little girl that runs down the aisle and jumps down on my feet, on my knees, because I trust God with all of my heart. Trust the Lord your God with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Indeed, as we learn to trust God more and more, we want to be in God's presence. And I would just share with you that following our closing hymn in the benediction this morning, that if you would desire to experience Holy Communion and with your Lord, that communion will be served here at the chancel rail following the service. And if you have a need of any kind, our prayer teams and our Stephen ministers are also available to you. Let us now offer this closing prayer before the Lord as you find it in your bulletin. Let us pray. Grant me, O Lord, to know what is worth knowing, to love what is worth loving, to praise what delights you most, and to value what is precious in your sight. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 127, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. Let us stand together and sing to God.
receive this benediction. May the God of wisdom, power, and love grant you the courage and strength to trust Him with all of your heart. Amen. Everything has started so fast today. Oh. Oh. Well, there was the other one. Yeah, it's awful. It's, it's awful. I guess I need to buy a, a light. I've got a hey, I've got a light. I am so sorry. I'm just. That's why I keep choking and standing weird angles. I can't 